Hello and welcome to another episode of eConversations. Today we're looking at price ceilings or maximum prices. And this is episode four of our government intervention series. We've done another two episodes on price floors and an extension of that um, with an episode on buffer stocks. So please listen to those before this one. Anyway, today's order of business is price ceilings. Ashma, what are they? Of course, yes. Price ceiling refers to the act where the government sets a legal maximum price for a commodity. Um, this actually means that the price of a good must be lower than the maximum price set by the government. And this ensures that, um, that consumers get lower prices, making the good affordable. And this is beneficial for them, um, especially those consumers who are in um, low incomes. Um, but this intervention can only be effective if the price ceiling set is below the market equilibrium price, uh, because if it would be set above the market equilibrium, uh, the market would eventually achieve the market equilibrium and hence there would be no change. And so you've mentioned equilibrium. What Would you mind telling the listeners what this is? So equilibrium is achieved when the, the demand of a certain good and the market supply of a certain good intersect. And the point at which they intersect uh, determines the equilibrium quantity and the equilibrium price. And Injung, would you mind telling us what the effects of setting a price ceiling are? Yes, sure. Um, the price ceiling is set to protect the interest of the consumers by decreasing the price, like Ashma explained. However, without further follow-up interventions, this policy may act against its objectives. This is because the price ceiling produces shortage in the market. Because of this lower price, now more consumers can afford to purchase the goods, whereas the suppliers are less willing to supply. For instance, I'm pretty sure that you've seen a long queue out of a restaurant. Such a long queue and the first-come-first-served system also occurs with the price ceiling due to the shortage. Also, it may create black markets where consumers could, who could not buy the goods because of the shortage and the producers who could not supply goods because of the low price come together and make their secret and illegal transactions. Right. And the best known example for price ceilings is rent control. Rent control is a form of price ceiling that sets a legal maximum rent for a home in a given area. This form of intervention is used everywhere and is very common with examples such as LA and San Francisco and California alone and the Rent Control Act uh, in India. But what is this rent control all about? Well, what this means is that the government finds a way for owners to charge a given amount of rent and I, um, a, a renter, will benefit from this if I'm looking for an apartment in the area because I have to pay a lower price than what I would have had to without uh, without the, the price ceiling. But because I'm getting an apartment for a lot cheaper now, more people may want to rent uh, an apartment or replace it in the same area. And hence there is a shortage. However, if I'm really desperate and need a place to stay, I'll have to pay the homeowner a little bit more to give me the place over the others. This is illegal, as Andrew said, and now I'm an outlaw. Rent control creates disincentives for producers too. If the owner receives less rent than what they would have gotten before, they have less incentive to keep renting the house or apartment out. So they may not care for the upkeep and this re reduces and worsens the quality of the housing available 
because their profits are compromised or they might start living in the apartment themselves and save the money they would have had to pay for rent. What this means is that there, there is fewer supply in the market. And once again, the effect of the shortage is exacerbated. Injong, what do you think personally of these uh, price ceilings? Well, thank, first of all, thank you for such a nice example. And I would say I'm pretty much in favor of the price ceiling policy because I believe that the government does need to take an action to protect the consumer's interest for some types of goods like necessities or those that have a potential to have unreasonably, uh, that has the potential to charge unreasonably high prices, making it impossible for consumers to consume the goods. However, it's important how the government implements follow-up policies to solve any problems arising from the price ceilings, such as illegal markets and shortage. Um, Ashima, what do you think about it? I think you have pretty much covered it all, uh, what I was going to say, but I think um, it also depends on what the motive of the government is. For instance, if they're trying to tackle uh, uh, demand demand for maybe demand for houses or they want to actually increase consumption of um of houses or they want more people to have shelter then this policy is actually or this kind of intervention is actually beneficial however if they want to help producers in a way or they want to actually increase supply of apartments this intervention would do no good right um so i feel like it also depends on the motive of the government because both of the sides have the pros and cons um, but I think at the end, it just depends what the aim is. Aman, any thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, I disagree with you and I'm completely against uh, the idea of setting price ceilings. And uh, well, I think that because not only do producers have disincentive to produce, uh, like we discussed in the example, um, and you know that decreases supply, but I also think that consumers may not entirely benefit or entirely lose out. And that sort of uncertainty is maybe not enough for me to feel comfortable with uh, the idea of setting price ceilings, you know, because while I might be, and, you know, using the example of, of rent control again, while uh, there might be a chance that I do get it for a cheaper price, there's a, there's an equally uh, high chance that, that I may not get an apartment at all. And that, that, that benefit that was produced is, uh, doesn't exist anymore for me. And um, for, for, to me, that seems like a problem that maybe just isn't required and that the government should stay away. But Ashima, I think you have something to add. Yeah, I do agree with you on that point because I do feel like it depends on which consumer gets it as well because some consumers are able to avail this kind of intervention and for them, it's quite beneficial. But for those, because of shortage, uh, those who are not able to will actually not even have a place to stay. Um, hence, I think they are both sides to it, like I said before. I don't think there's a better thing to end on where we have an agreement because I think this is the first time that this has ever happened. Uh, but thank you for joining. I hope we you learned something and you enjoyed it. And we hope that you join us next week for another episode of eConversations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.